For the week of March 29th, 2020, this is Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into every Star Wars TV and Disney Plus streaming series, as well as all the latest news coming out of Lucasfilm. Today, we are reviewing the sixth episode of the seventh and final season of The Clone Wars. John, what did you think of this episode? Uh, amused, but still very antsy. You know, uh, we're, we're getting into a spice-running adventure, and um, obviously we know there's, there's bigger and better things awaiting us. So, much like last week, this isn't the story that I was waiting for, and so because of that, it's hard to get really jazzed uh, about what we're seeing right now. That said, still perfectly competent. There was a lot of fun along the way. So uh, I think we've got some some good stuff to break down here. Uh, just still uh, still ready to just get to the end game here. As am I, but episode six, deal, no deal. And this is very similar to the last episode where fans got to get caught up with Ahsoka Tano while mm-hmm. she was chasing around some droids with her new friend. Now, this week, the Jedi fortune cookie is mistakes are valuable lessons often learned too late Mm -hmm. so like you said before this is kind of uh it's a nice little appetizer i viewed this as kind (laughs) of an appetizer to a meal it's not necessarily why you went to the restaurant i don't know maybe you do but not why i go to a restaurant and this kind of sets up the main plate and so i'm hoping that this main plate coming in these next few episodes are going to be uh much more appetizing Sure. But I, I enjoyed this because, one, we get uh, some nice little cameos here or some callbacks. And this one I liked where Trace was talking to Ahsoka about her ability to uh, basically fix some some ships. And mm-hmm. she says the Skywalker Academy. So last week we kind of discussed this about Ahsoka, that she's kind of in a, a weird place, right? Right. She sees Anakin as her brother. She has a lot of camaraderie with the time they spent together. She doesn't genuinely hate the Jedi, but she's disillusioned. And yet when she talks about it, you can tell that she's wistful. You can tell that she misses her comrades. You can tell that there's a longing there and an emptiness. And so we we keep getting these little hints that she's not resolute. She hasn't like left and she's just, you know, holding her chin up and she's never looking back and she's at peace with it. You can tell that, um, yeah, she's very conflicted and, uh, she's, she's in mourning in a way about what she walked away from. So this is a, this is a very conflicted Ahsoka we're seeing. Absolutely. And this really feels like she's searching for something. She hasn't found her place yet since leaving the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. And I, we kind of speculated about this last week, how this is kind of leading into this greater story where she's going to be kind of like Han Solo and end up back in the whole thing because she <laughs> can't help herself because that's right. just her nature. And this one, we see some of her nature, which to me, I felt like was a little bit worth it to have this kind of appetizing episode before the main course here because Ahsoka and Trace get recruited into this job. And so what is basically the gist of this job? What do we know at this point about it? We don't know much because Trace's sister is very um, cagey and doesn't trust Ahsoka and Uh, is able to string her sister along without giving her any facts. And Ahsoka just has nothing better to do. So she doesn't really press her on what the mission is. Uh, So we go into it kind of blind, but it's quickly revealed that uh, her sister has gotten her into a life of spice running, which as 
I'm sure every Star Wars fan knows is is basically what Han Solo was up to when he got in trouble with Jabba the Hutt. And uh, for for no other reason than he dropped his cargo, at, you know, at the first sign of trouble, which we know is like the first rule of uh, running spice. You don't drop your cargo. So uh, we, we see that kind of played out in this episode. We get some some novice rookie would be. Uh, outlaws uh, trying to navigate these treacherous waters and they don't fare so well. So that's the mission we're setting ourselves up for. And we also have this kind of force connection, if you will, between Ahsoka and Anakin, which allows mm, Ahsoka yeah. and Trace to get past this Republic guard here. So I thought that that was a really interesting uh, play here that Anakin, you know, really senses that it's Ahsoka and I guess is just trusting that she's up to something uh, beneficial or maybe he doesn't necessarily want her to you know, come into conflict with the Jedi. I don't know, but that's kind of how I looked into it. Well, I I had a pretty strong read on it. Well, first off, it should be mentioned, they frame the scene on the Star Destroyer bridge the same way as when Vader is looking out across the bridge trying to connect with Luke near the end of Empire, right? So this is a very similar scene of, or no, actually, maybe in Jedi. No, it wasn't in Jedi because it wasn't Vader that um, was asking, you know, who that ship was, or was it? Oh, see, now I'm all tangled up. It, I do believe it's Empire when he got his hand chopped off and he's getting all healed up in the medical wing of the uh, of the ship and Vader's kind of talking to him. Right. Yeah, we have that. But there was another scene that kind of mirrored this, which is sort of like uh, at Jedi. Remember, they, they had um, the Bothan spies got them the shuttle and they're trying to get past the, the defenses of, of the Death Star. And I thought that there was a moment there where Vader sensed that Luke was on it. Cause remember Luke says Vader's on that ship, right? So it was, it was in Jedi that this is mirroring and they sense each other, but Vader kind of knows that he wants to bring Luke into a trap. So he lets him through. So in this situation, I think what was happening was something very similar where Anakin recognizes that Ahsoka's on that ship, but I think he feels like I kind of owe her one, right? We screwed her over. Whatever she's up to, I don't need to know. I just have to trust that I'm not going to get in her way just out of solidarity. Like she's still a friend, even if things aren't good right now, uh, I have no right to step in her way after the the crap we put her through. So I think that's kind of why he gave her a pass there. That That was how I read it. Yeah, that is a, that is a very good point here. And we, uh, I mean, maybe the force is pulling some strings and knows that and gives Anakin kind of the, the, uh, the sense of comfort that all mm-hmm. things are going to work out. But yeah, I think that that's definitely the, the fastest and most logical reason is just like, you know what? Yeah, I got to let her get off of this, this dang rock so that she can right. go and do something and whatever it is, whether she's come back or not. But with this one, we see a new version of Kessel. And I really like kind of <laughs> seeing this, this this kind of uppity version of Kessel, because of course, where they're doing all the spice mining, there's going to be a fancier portion of this planet. Right. No, and it totally fits. We have an analog here to what you would think of like a Colombian drug cartel or something. Mm-hmm. You've got the kingpin, the, you know, El Jefe who lives up on the mountain in this, you know, palatial estate with walls and guards. And, you know, he's just, he's living high on the hog and then down in the jungle or, you know, in, in the fray, you've got all the, the menial workers and slaves and stuff. So we only saw the dredges of Kessel in solo, 
But now we see, well, of course, someone's making money off this operation. They're running drugs. There's always going to be a kingpin somewhere along the line. And and that's what we get to peek in on here. And that was actually a fun thing to reveal and explore. So I do like that this uh, this is expanding the world. And now, you know, if you watch Solar or any other time that we revisit Kessel in the future, you're going to have a sense of really how the operation works and how the world works. And and it just, yeah, it, it, it's just a little bit richer because of what they explored in this episode so i really did like that they that they went there yeah and then of course they have this nice little meal with the kingpin it's like a very (laughs) classic kind of godfather-esque thing like you know you have this uh this big kingpin hosting this dinner providing you know some sort of narrative to how everything is going to go down and how excited they are to be partners but then also Mm -hmm. kind of you know showing his his powerful presence by you know having all this all this wealth and all these guards and basically like yeah i mean you took the job so yeah we look forward to using that ship of yours all this kind of stuff and so it was really nice to see that theme like you were saying of this kingpin kind of over the shadow over kessel that's like he's the one cashing the checks on everything and it's not long into this episode that we get to see the Kessel that we are used to seeing. Right. And our, our naive uh, potential outlaws have no idea that this is a slave economy. Um, you know, Trace genuinely wants to believe that they aren't running drugs. Like <laughs> she's, she's buying into the illusion that, uh, you know, maybe this is for medical purposes or her sister wouldn't be involved in this kind of stuff. But we quickly start to understand that. Yeah. They're, they're into very, uh, dark territory here. Uh, this is an underworld operation and I don't think any of them aside from Ahsoka really have the, uh, street smarts to know what they're in for here. Obviously, you know, trace especially is naive in this situation, but uh, yeah, these are, these are not the kind of people that should be running spice, <laughs> unproven, naive, and uh, definitely they, they're not tough as nails or, or ready for this kind of a world. Yeah. And then the next thing that was really odd about this is so one, there's just marks against Trace's sister as being the worst (laughs) sister ever. So one, you get your little sister involved in this drug run. And two, you you've never seen her fly her ship around. Like, what's going on? You you were just as surprised as Ahsoka was when you found out that she couldn't fly in hyperspace. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was kind of feeling like we were treading into uh, Star Wars Resistance territory with how convenient uh, a lot of this setup is. You know, Trace just happens to have completed her ship that has a hyperdrive. And even though, you know, ever since Solo, we've we've learned that coaxium is a commodity and, uh, you know, the, the underclass have trouble getting off planets or getting their hands on coaxium. We're not going to deal with that. In this case, uh, these, you know, two broke street rats have no trouble, uh, you know, fueling up for a, a hyperspace adventure. We get all of that convenience right out of the gate. And the amount of naivety and the amount of willingness to go along and get into these problems, it stretches, um, incredulity a little bit. Uh, like I was finding that as we're going along, I'm like, nobody's this dumb, right? Like people should be asking questions. And even, uh, the older sister, if, if she's been involved in gambling and, and dealt with low lives before, she must understand that they're getting in over their head and she would ne- have never brought someone in who's never flown off world. You know, like there's just, there's a lot there that you could find fault with. And I got to admit, as I was watching it, I was kind of yeah, smirking a little bit going, okay, this is a little too convenient, but nonetheless, it got us to Kessel, which had some, you know, some enjoyable moments too. So I'm not too hard on it, but I do feel like, uh, yeah, they, they they kind of glossed over uh, some character motivations there, and and that that never feels great. 
Yeah, and then the next thing about this is so we have, of course, this naive kind of system going on where Trace has is is hoping that these are droids down there doing all this work, or she's assuming <laughs> right. because she's thinking like, okay, like you said, my sister wouldn't get me involved in this if sure. this is really a slave operation. Uh, but at the same time, what if this is kind of the the master plan of Trace's sister? So what if Rafa is actually doesn't want to share the wealth with people outside of her family because, of course, we know they're trying to get off Coruscant. So what if this is just like, okay, I lost my one pilot. Why go mm. out and recruit another pilot and have to split the money with him when I think my sister's capable? Because we're assuming that Rafa has also not been very far off of Coruscant or off Coruscant right. at all, right? Yeah, no, she's definitely small time. Uh, she's a hustler, but yeah, she's not in, in the league that they're playing in in this episode. That's a good point. It could have all been a ruse, right? Like we never see her original deal with whichever ship she said she'd uh, hired. We never see that deal fall apart. So we know she's a liar. We know that she uh, is a scammer. So yeah, she could be playing her sister and, and calling on her out of necessity. But it, it's all, you know, a clever ruse just to get her sister on board with a really slimy operation. I could see that. That could be some subtext that absolutely could fit with what we saw on screen. So I, I can get on board with that. And I think that's a little bit more fun because at this point, I really don't like Rafa. Like she hasn't shown anything redeeming. We She hasn't shown that, you know, maybe someone's impressed her into this. Like it's not where her heart's at. She doesn't want to be a bad person, uh, but she feels like she has no choice. We haven't gotten any hints that there's any character underneath this. We just see her as being the foil to her sister, the one that is going to play on her sister's um, blind faith, you know, mm -hmm. in family and uh, just exploit her and get her into trouble. So uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not loving this character. <laughs> so hopefully she redeems herself or I don't know, maybe she can sacrifice herself. That's always a, a good way to go when there's a character that seems unredeemable. Uh, give them a moment to to do right in, in a moment of peril. Who knows where we're going with any of this, but um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I could totally see her manipulating her sister. It seems like it wouldn't have been the first time. Yeah, and then getting back into this this theme of naive is we have Rafa also not really understanding who the Pikes are. Like she knows that this is a job ultimately for the Pikes, but Ahsoka kind of points out like, uh, no, these aren't just you know this isn't just some uh, little uh, family operation. This is a ginormous crime syndicate that you are working mm -hmm. for. Like you're in deep, and they're not right. just gonna be happy with like this one and done job here. Like you're you're getting Getting yourself into some into some deep stuff so we have the return of the pikes in this episode yeah um so fitting it was either going to be them or the huts right like we we know that we're going to be revisiting some syndicate um i don't have a whole lot to say on that the the exciting thing to me was the moment that they dropped the spice and it's a nice callback to uh, a new hope and it also instantly makes you understand what the stakes are. We know that for Han Solo, it ended up with him being frozen in a slab of carbonite hanging on Jabba the Hutt's wall. That's the level of peril that these guys are in. So it's nice that they were able to pull some of the background and the myth that we already know from the movies to be able to uh, really sell the stakes of, of what's going on here. So uh, this to me was good and satisfying. It's something we've never seen. We've never seen someone actually drop their cargo and see what the implications of that are going to be. So this is a fitting, I feel like quandary, a cliffhanger. This is a, a fitting uh, conundrum to put them in. This seems like a no win situation at this point. And obviously as much as Ahsoka thought, maybe she could, uh, <laughs> you know, pull out some tricks to win the day. Uh, it doesn't go so well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So her Jedi mind tricks didn't work as well as she was hoping it would. And of course, Rafa points out this is a bad plan, but they have no plan. Rafa doesn't have a plan. Trace (laughs) doesn't have a plan. There's no plan associated with this bad choice that they made to run spice. And now they're either, okay, we're either going to deal with implications of handing over the spice to the pikes, which are going to do bad things with it. Or we sell it to someone who's going to make medicine out of it. You know, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. And then Trace dumps it. Ahsoka does this mind trick thing. And then this leaves us on this nice little cliffhanger of them getting trapped here. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So who knows where we're going with it? It seemed like this was inevitable. The only thing you can do in this sort of a situation is kind of what they did in Solo. Mm -hmm. You go to the kingpin. You say, look, I had to dump the cargo. We were catching some heat, but we know how this works. We know that we owe you. We're going to head back. We're going to get a bigger shipment. We're going to make it right. And you're going to keep our cut to cover the the difference. Like if, if you're actually in the game, you know how to deal with these kind of circumstances, but nobody on this ship knows how to deal with it. Uh, so yeah, they just get themselves in even deeper because now they're being deceitful. Now they're being caught. Now they're, um, yeah, they're trying to scam and you don't, you don't, you don't scam the pikes. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go, but I'm going to go back to my, uh, you know, my overarching statement until this arc is done. I'm amused by this. This is fun. It's, it's cool to see the other side of Kessel. These aren't characters that I wanted to be introduced to, and this isn't an adventure that I was hoping for. I, I just, I really thought that we were going to get the bulk of this season dealing with the culmination of the Clone Wars. And so as much fun as this was as a, a fun sort of throwaway arc, I'm just really ready, <laughs> ready to get past it. So, uh, happy to see what they come up with next week. And then hopefully, you know, we can get on to, to bigger adventures. Yeah, in the past two weeks, I've kind of been in the same boat as you. I've been really speculating at like how this is going to play into this greater Clone War story because we've gotten teasers as to where Ahsoka is going to end up at some point in this season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, as I was watching this episode, I was speculating. And I'm like, okay, well, we know that one of the characters that we've seen in the trailers who was with Ahsoka when she sends that message to Anakin right. likes to double cross the bad guys and likes to, you know, hijack shipments and, and go in and basically is a Robin Hood. And we've seen mm-hmm. this whole, you know, a whole series about this Robin Hood action going on. And, you know, so I'm, I, I was thinking like, okay, maybe they're going to get trapped by the pikes and then in comes a nice classic character that we're uh <laughs> that we were a fan of who sure. gets them out and then recruits ahsoka to going to mandalore and and whatever it is i'm not sure right. but we know somewhat that this is going somewhere so that's the nice part is we know it's going somewhere and so i'm hoping that that filoni and company have a nice bow to tie on these these two stories I certainly hope so. I do hope that this is leading into something else and it's not just existing because they had started production on this when they were previously breaking season seven before the show got canceled. We know that at least the first episode of this was something that was in pre-production. They had, they were starting to do some previs on it. And I think the two girls were originally supposed to be like a love interest for Ahsoka. So I think they pulled that out because they probably didn't want to go down that road of having her go on a, you know, a spice running mission with a, uh, I don't know, a bad boy, James Dean type. Uh, So is it possible that they're just picking up the scraps and trying to use as much of what they had already developed? Could be, but if in the process they were able to capitalize on this and dovetail it into the bigger story so it feels organic so that as we come out of this little caper, we're set up for the grand finale and maybe these characters play a more important role in the the next arc. If they do that, then great. I'll be able to look back on it and say, this was 
fun table setting and now it feels more cohesive and it you know it feels like something that was worth watching because of where it ends up going we just won't know whether there's a a satisfying answer to those questions until you know we get there so yeah i kind of wish they just dropped the whole series so i can binge it at this point we got uh nothing going on we're in the midst of a zombie apocalypse and we're all just hanging out indoors with our our shotguns and canned food uh i would really like to watch the rest of the season so disney get on that (laughs) what are you waiting for well, speaking of binging and getting caught up, John, where <laughs> nice. can our listeners get caught up with you? Always love the segues. Uh, if anyone enjoys SNL, even though SNL is on indefinite hiatus for the season, they can check out my podcast, uh, SNL After Party. You can find it in all the major podcasting platforms or at snlpodcast.com. This coming Sunday, we're going to be covering the Instagram live uh, improv shows that the cast have been putting on uh, since the show has been on hiatus. We're going to be talking about that and then some cut for time stuff. So uh, we're kind of just dancing around the fringes a little bit and uh, coming up with some novel content to keep us all entertained until uh, life gets back to normal. And uh, yeah. So if you're looking to kill some time and enjoy sketch comedy, check us out at snlpodcast.com. And you can of course keep up with the show on Twitter at star Wars TV talk and emailing us at hello at star Wars TV talk.com. You can find the rest of our shows online at star Wars TV talk.com. And by searching for star Wars TV talk, wherever you get your podcasts and please leave us a five-star review. You can find more awesome TV talk podcasts at tvtalk.fm. Thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you always.